From Phil's Speed Tech comes a weekly digital series where he shares his insights, concepts, and findings learned during his 15-year journey of working in the entertainment industry. Each lesson offers you a roadmap to overcome the challenges that all artists face on the path to success. Welcome to Phil Speed Tech Podcast. Hello, I'm Phil Speed Tech, 360 Creative Coach. And in this episode, I want to talk about the term called dream hoarding. It's a term I learned while listening to a podcast with guest Ryan Holiday. I'll link to it down below uh, in the description box for your benefit. But, you know, it, it was a term that he learned from a book literally called uh, Dream Hoarders, How the American Upper Middle Class is Leaving Everyone Else in the Dust, Why That is a Problem and What to Do About It. It's a book by Richard Reeves, um, published uh, fairly recently in 2017. And what the notion is, is that there's, there's, there's been a disparity in terms of just, just wealth in general, right? And how essentially older generations, in a sense, are, are kind of suffocating um, the current generations. And, and, and it's not necessarily 100% their fault in that sense. And again, this is a term that I'm still kind of, an idea that I'm still kind of learning. But I think in today's uh, current climate with Black Lives Matter and uh, so forth, I think it's very prevalent, right? So the, the, the notion of, you know, an anecdotal version of this is that you, you have a boomer who goes outside and he, he complains like, hey, you know, uh, back in my day, there used to be 14 kids at any one time playing on, on this neighborhood. Now, now no one's ever playing and things like that. And, and when, when confronted, it's like, well, how many how many families with kids live here? None, really. You know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, why do you think that is? And they don't really have an answer. Well, the answer is because that neighborhood is too expensive for people in their 20s and 30s that are starting to have families to be able to afford. And th- this is kind of the, the, the crux, like, you know, the, the dreams that we all have of, you know, let's say, like, the, the idealized version, right? The, the white picket fence and so forth. It's like, that's not there for people. And to say that, that uh, you know, millennials and so forth have all of a sudden become just so lazy and detached. It's like, no, like, I know for myself and, and, and various people in my life, we work very hard. Uh, but it's, it, it, it's almost, it, it's just not a financial rea- reality to be able to like buy a house and so forth for a lot of us. And if that is, it's because there's a lot of help from, you know, friends, from family and, you know, loans and things like that. Whereas, and, and by the way, this is on top of like student loans for college, right? So, you know, back, and, and you can kind of trace it. Back in the 70s, the, the power of the, of the dollar was far more vast in terms of its buying ability versus what it is today. And... You know, so when people talk about the economy and how great the economy is and it's the strongest kind, it's like, for who? Okay, so we're going to look at the, the, the uh, stock market and so forth, but we're not going to, like, on a day-to-day level, there's a lot of people that are, that are struggling and, you know, and have multiple jobs in order to make ends meet and so forth. You know, uh, back in the day, you could support a family on minimum wage. Now, <laughs> good luck even supporting yourself. You know, I mean, the, the, the joke of it is, you know, we, everyone was sent this stimulus check of twelve, uh, twelve hundred dollars. 
and it was a one-time thing, and it's like, okay, that's supposed to last four months. I, most people can't even pay rent with that, that, that check for one month, let alone four months. So, and I, you know, I think the reason I'm talking about this today and really thinking about it is because it is kind of like a crux of it. Um, you know, when you t- look at um, systemic racism and things like that, like that can be an extension of like dream hoarding, in my opinion. You know, uh, if you kind of also look at it, um, I was listening to um, the latest podcast with um, with Michael Moore, and I know he's kind of you know people he's hit or miss for a lot of people, but he, he had on a, a great guest, um, Alex Vitali. I'll link to it down below as well. But you know, one of the things he was talking about was that that a lot of the people in charge. Are, are older people. And this is something that, that Ryan Holiday uh, was also echoing on the podcast. It's like, the, the, you know, you can trace the average age of, let's say, just a college president, um, you know, on the age of the boomers. Meaning that, you know, when, when, when a boomer was like 30 years old, the average college president age was 30. But now it's like, it's close to like 70 because that's the age of, of boomers and things like that. And, you know, when you look at kind of the, you know, people always talk about the future and the better of America. It's like, well, you know, uh, with all due respect, you know, someone in their 70s, theoretically, is not going to have much, you know, like, obviously, I'm not advocating that they're not taken care of and that, you know, they're kicked to the curb. I want the best for them, too. But really, the future, when you talk about, you know, it's kids in their 20s. Um, And so... You know, it's like, why, why, why don't we have, we, we need to allow a door for younger voices um, in some of these institutions, whether it is colleges, uh, you know, uh, government, um, businesses, and so forth. And, and, and I'm not just saying, like, you know, that, that uh, young kids should, you know, this is like, just hand over the keys. But, but in a sense... It needs, things need to be restructured to allow for more diversity. So, you know, d- more diverse ages, you know, young and old, uh, skin color, uh, sexual orientation, um, you know, religion, all these things. Like, I mean, it's at this point, like, it's scientifically proven that your business will be far more successful the, the more um, inclusivity you have. And when I say successful, I mean from a financial standpoint. So it's not just altruistic. It's like, okay, fine. You don't want to be altruistic. Like, fuck that. But do it from a money perspective. And, you know, that, that, that's kind of the, the really interesting part to me. And, you know, I introduced this stuff. I don't, you know, like most, I don't necessarily have all the solutions. First off, I don't have all the solutions. <laughs> Point one, point two. I don't have many solutions. I just, I have, I have thoughts, if anything, at best. But I think, you know, uh, I think phase one is always starting to with identifying the problem and then having conversations about it. And so, you know, the idea of dream hoarding was very eye opening to me because it, it runs parallel to like systemic racism. It's, it's, it's like, you know, uh, certainly, certainly dream hoarding affects me. And I can only, you know, and, and I'm and I'm a white male, right? So now imagine, 
like what that must mean for someone marginalized who is not white and a male like me. So, so yeah, uh, the system's kind of fucked in that sense. Um, you know, it, it, it really is not, um, something was coming to my mind, but now I'm blanking on it, unfortunately, but, um, I'll give it a moment so it comes back to me. Oh, here's what it is, right? So, I mean, I mean, at this point, it's well documented that that Nixon and the war on drugs was very purposely and deliberately to kind of silence and put away uh, blacks in particular, but you know, minorities in, in general. And we are one of the only, like, we have a for-profit prison system. Let that sink in, like, for a moment. Just let that fuck, we have a for-profit fucking prison system. But back to the larger point. So, so you know, in, in, back in the day, we term everything as the war on drugs. All of a sudden, white people are being affected, and it's an opioid crisis. Right? We need to help them. Because... Because this is a this is an epidemic, like whatever a sort of you know, it's a crisis, it's a problem, it's a situation. Two very different ways of looking at pretty much the same thing: war on drugs versus opioid crisis. The only distinction: one was primarily geared towards you know blacks and so forth, but the opioid crisis because it's hitting white people. So, you know, all these are things to really really consider when when we talk about our society and things like that you know um and i think we've gotten away from like we we have to get back to the idea of community mindset you know uh back in the day when you say like hey we need to build a, a pool for the kids you know the we and the pool was for the neighborhood it wasn't like oh i'm gonna build a pool just in our backyard for our kids. Like, it really was a greater we. And we've gotten away from that. We've gotten quite selfish. When I say we, I mean, I think it is a big mentality for most, you know, but, but I think it, it, it's a trickle-down effect because, it, it, you know, again, part of that whole system is to just shove us in a certain kind of mindset and direction. And so, you know, it, it, it becomes very narrow-minded of like, okay, well, you, you do start to get very selfish because it's like, well, nothing else is sort of working. And so you kind of have to look out for your own. When instead, if, if, if we change the, the structure at the top, it, it can trickle down and, and, it, and it can truly encompass we instead of just I. Uh, so I think these are, these are the... Th- this is an A aspect of the types of conversations that I think we need to be having. Um, these are the types of conversations I continue to try to have um, and think about myself. And that's why I'm doing this episode. And that's what I have for you today. Um, you know, I, I'm going to link some resources I mentioned for you in the description box to check out. But if you have uh, some of your own that you think might be beneficial for me to check out as well as others, please comment or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek. Or if you have questions, you know, ask away. Uh, I really want this to be as engaging as possible because I love learning and, and 
even beyond that, uh, you know, uh, the only way some of this stuff that we're dealing with gets solved is through discussion. So please, let's have that discussion. Anyway, thank you for taking the time to tune in. I hope you have gained something from this. Uh, and um, yeah, let's continue the conversation. Bye.